Welcome to the Rise Up For You podcast, where thought leaders, entrepreneurs, and executives from around the world share their practical tips, strategies, and stories to help you unleash your potential and achieve your goals. Your journey of growth to become your best starts now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Rise Up For You podcast. This is your host, Natalina Nasruddin. Super excited to be here with you today and bring you yet another amazing guest. And today, my guest and I, we're going to be talking about a topic that is very, I would say, dear to my heart, something that we all need to learn about, whether you're an entrepreneur or corporate professional, it does not matter. So it's my pleasure to introduce to you today, Mike Kim, who I would also say is the brand guru. Mike, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. Natalina, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Everyone who's tuning in, I hope to be of some value to you today. Thank you, Mike. So I always like to start off the conversation, you know, telling our guests a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, brag a little bit about you. Yeah. Uh, in essence, I am a brand strategist that specializes in helping experts market their ideas. Right? If you want to get your message heard, create impact with your ideas, I'm your guy. I've been in this space for about 10 years, uh, online educator, consultant to a lot of leading thought leaders out there, especially in the business space. And a couple of years ago, I wrote a book back there, hit the Wall Street Journal bestseller list, uh, a bestseller list. And I just come alive. I'm super passionate about helping people get their message out there. And I actually think that expressing yourself, sharing your ideas, sharing your point of view, building a quote unquote personal brand is actually one of the greatest paths to personal development and growth. And so that's partially why I'm so excited about it. So hope to help you and anyone else who's tuning in. Yeah, and I'm excited to have you here because A, I've re I read your book. I'm halfway done, uh, but, but I have read most of it. And what I like about your book, everyone should grab it, by the way. Again, it doesn't matter if you run your own business or not, is that it's very digestible. Sometimes when you're talking about brand and you're talking about building a business, it can be complex for people to understand how to execute. And you break it down in a pyramid form that's very easy for anyone to go out and implement. Um, and you've also obviously done this great work on some major platforms, right? CNN, Ted, you've been on Entrepreneur. And so you really do understand how to build the brand. And I always talk about, again, whether you're an entrepreneur or a corporate professional in today's world, you have to have a brand and understand how to leverage it for your success, period. Whether it's getting more clients or whether it's trying to climb the corporate ladder. So for anyone that's listening, like, let's just start with why, why the brand? Like, why was this something that you jumped into initially? Why, what, what makes it important for you? Well, what's important is that, and it's kind of piggybacking on what you said, that everyone has a brand already, whether you use it or not. You know, it, years ago, before social media, we let your reputation, right? And I always tell people, like, um, your brand isn't isn't like just some far off thing. It's it's what people say about you, not when you're just in the room, but when you're not in the room, right? It's and you have it when you're intentional about it, it gets you into the right rooms, right? And so I actually came from a background in music. I actually uh, did a lot of music and. Um, uh, I cut my teeth in that, you know, in, in church when I was very young growing up. And in that world, you see a lot of communicators. You see a lot of people like speaking and sharing music. And we all know this. Like there are some people who have it and others who don't, 
right? There are some performers who just have this X factor and others who don't. And yet, on top of that, they've intentionally shaped and taken control of the narrative that people share about who they are. And so when I talk about a personal brand, it's not just the way you say it, it's who you are, it's how you carry yourself. I say that your brand is really a composite of ideas, your expertise, your reputation. And this is really important, people forget this, your personality. Yes. Like that part needs to come through, oh. right? Because all things being the same, I could say the same thing as someone else. We get the same amount of credentials. Some guys will pick that guy and some people will pick me. And it's just because they like me, right? Yes. Or they just jive better or they, they resonate with my backstory a little bit more, right? So when we build this brand, I'm talking like some fake thing or something. It's just an identity. A brand is an identity. Just like way back, the farmers used to burn a brand into cow, right? This is my cow, right? It's, an, it's burned into the skin of the cow. Our brand, our personal brand is an identity that we're searing into people's minds to help them understand who we are. Yeah. And it, it, I resonate with so much of what you said, because similar to you, I started as a performer. That was my first career, right? I was in music. And I realized as a performer, I was kind of an entrepreneur because just like you said, I would walk into a room with 500 performers that all sang amazing. They all danced amazing, right? So we all had the same expertise. So the question was always, well, who's the one that's going to get casted if we all sing the same and we all dance the same? Right. So what's going to be the brand for me to help me stand out? And I realized that at a young age that I had to figure out like what I was going to be that was going to be different because I knew it was going to be more than just my voice and my singing. And it's interesting because today I spoke this morning at an entrepreneurship event and tons of business owners coming in and asking, like, how do we get more exposure? Right. How do we build, you know, our clientele? But I can tell you would have crushed it in there, Mike. <laughs> there were, I would say the majority of them weren't cognizant of their brand. So maybe they showed up as if they didn't exist in the room. They didn't really talk to anybody, right? They kind of just sat down. And when you're running a business and you're trying to grow, there's got to be some kind of aura, energy, something around you. So I'd love to ask you, I know you talk about the nine steps. We want people to obviously read the book. It's a great book. What's the first step? Let's just talk like what's the, the bare bones foundation of like building a brand? Yeah, everyone is point of view, right? You got it. Like so many people, they start with like, what do I put on my website or my social media bio? And they worry too much about that. You don't even know what you think yet. Or you're afraid <laughs> to share what you think or, or what you feel, right? Truly about something. I always say to people, good marketing attracts, but great marketing repels. It tells you who you're not for. And and more and so, you've got to be more vocal about your point of view on something, right? Um, when we're all growing up, like we're that is squashed. We're like, don't don't tell people what you really think. You know, go to class and play nice with everybody. But like you said, in business, people are rooting for you to be the solution that they're looking for. They don't want a window shop for a new lawyer or a new coach or a new plumber. You know, whatever their pain, they want to as quickly as possible and they want to find somebody that they resonate with right so the quicker you are to share your actual point of view on something the better it is and these questions are uh, these three questions I ask my clients all the time to think through 
and they're so simple. And I'm from New Jersey. We're a little saltier out here. I'm not going to swear, but I ask people, what does you love? What breaks your heart? And what's the big problem you're trying to solve? If you actually think through those questions and the time to do that, you'll start to realize you actually have strong points of view on certain things. Yeah. And when you can take that and, and turn it into a marketing message, you really, you, you're able to infiltrate the market with a fresh point of view. Yeah. And I love those questions because you're saying like, what, what pisses you off, right? It, it's um, emoting an emotion, right? Mm-hmm. So behind the brand, understanding what, like, what's your why basically behind what it is that you're, that you're trying to build. So it's interesting that you say that though, because one of the challenges that I see with just people in general, and even our clients is they don't know what they stand for. They don't know what their values are. Uh, and so it's difficult for them to build a brand when they're not sure what their identity is. Right. Yeah. So how important are values to you? in building the brand and, and having values. And I would say like non-negotiable is it help you drive the brand and where you want to go? Yeah, it's absolutely important. And, and one of the reasons that uh, I gravitated towards these questions was because when I asked people what their values were, they got, they got stuck in their head. They're like, Oh, I value freedom. And I value, you know, I value clarity, value impact. And that those are great concepts, but everyone else is saying them. Yeah. And so, in like, and in my work in coaching people, like you coach people, I was like, oh, we got to dig deeper. And I started to try to find questions that really brought out who they really were. And I didn't make them play in a sense. I'm like, well, can you say you value freedom? In what ways have you not felt that you have freedom? Yeah. And then they would go, oh, I've never thought about it that way. Uh, let me think. I was like, how about work? Do you like your boss? And they go, no, I hate my boss. I'm like, what is it about your boss? He's so micromanaging and he's so this and he's so controlling it. And I was like, that pisses you off, doesn't it? They said, yes, it does. I was like, okay, good. Let's write that down. Because now if you want to be a leadership consultant and go into a company and coach them on leadership, you say, well, I, I, I value freedom versus here are the enemies that we're trying to vanquish, micromanaging, control, lack of emotional maturity in our, in our leaders. That message is going to resonate so much more strong. So it wasn't just for the sake of sounding controversial. I just found that the questions I, were at, I was asking, like, what are your values? People just stayed up here. But I had to find out what really took them. Sometimes it wasn't even anything that seemed relevant. <laughs> They're like, yeah. I hate waking up and driving into New York City for work. Oh, okay. So you hate yeah. wasting time. They're like, yes, yes, I hate yeah. wasting time. And we go to deeper. So that's that's where those questions came from. And I've been surprised that they've they've resonated so well with people. Well, I think like you said, it 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 moves them past the surface, right? And into like the substance. I mean. Many people can say impact, like, but what does impact mean for you? And why do you want to make an impact? And how do you want to make an impact? A question that I have for you that I'm sure you hear a lot is when you're building a personal brand or a brand, professional, personal, but both combine them. You probably get this a lot. Should I create my own brand outside of my company or outside of the organization that I work? Are they connected? Should I have three Instagram and LinkedIn pages all for, (laughs) I'm sure you get this question. So what's your take on it? I've heard 
some different things. I think I know what you're going to say, but I would love to hear And I'm sure there's a lot of listeners that are probably trying to manage like 16 different accounts because they've created all these different brands and none of them are talking to one another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to give the classic example uh, answer. It depends, right? But I'm going to yep. specify more. Um, and I've had so many people ask me that as well, and I get it. It's a real concern. So what I tell people is this. If you're building a brand and you plan to sell it later, if that's even on your radar, or if you just want to use this as a filter to see how you should build these different brands, then build it separately. But if you build something that you're not going to sell or it's always going to be attached to you, then realize that no one's probably going to buy it anyway. So, for example, no one's ever going to buy mykim.com from me. I mean, I am myself, right? And yet there are other countless stories in the business world where we've seen folks where the founders are just as famous, if not more famous, than the brands that they founded. And it becomes a virtuous circle. Great example, Sarah Blakely and Spanx. Yep. I never heard of Spanx because I don't, I don't think they have a men's line. I don't wear them. These are Lululemon. This is the closest I'll get, right? And I had heard of Sarah Blakely. And then when I, I, and I heard her talk a few, I'm like, oh, she founded Spanx. And it legitimized both brands to me, her and Spanx. Yep. We see this with Jeff Bezos and Amazon. Everyone yep. knows who Bezos is. Amazon's a separate entity. They're intertwined. But one day he could sell it, right? Now, on a very practical level, um, you know, many of us are coaches, speakers. I work in that industry. So they don't ever plan on, quote, unquote, selling themselves, right? They're not going to be able to sell their likeness or their intellectual property. They yeah. just want to make an impact on the world here. And I say, well, you can call yourself you know, sky high consulting, but no one has ever called me by my company name to just say, go call Mike Kim. Yeah. And because I'm I'm that brand. And that happens not just in these names like Madonna and Trump and more recent example, Mr. Beast on YouTube. You can go back to the to the fashion brands. Chanel, that was a person, right? Kohler Faucets, that was named after a person. Walmart, the Walton family, named after people, right? So just to make it super simple, if you're growing a business and or a brand and pretend you had to sell it one day, then it might need a different account. But if you don't, if you feel like it's based on a book that you or something that you created, then you can probably bring it under your name and have it all there. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I was reflecting kind of on our company. And when I first started building it, I was very intentional that I didn't want it to be named after me because uh, not so much to sell it, but, you know, when I pass away, I don't want the brand to die, right? I want there to be a legacy that's not attached to Netta. Like I always think of, um, you know, the great gurus that are in self-development, right? You know, Dale Carnegie, Tony Robbins, all those amazing people that run these big conferences. And I always wonder, like, you know, one day when they're not here, are they still going to be able to to have those big events when the person that created it is no longer there, you know? So that's a really, really interesting point. I want to just um, step back for a second in regards to, to the brand portion and the showing up per portion. I think a lot of individuals forget how important, like, just their presence is and their power and, like, even colors 
I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Like when somebody is trying to build their brand, how important is like energy, the clothes that they wear, um, like self-confidence, all those things that we typically don't think about that actually are very, well, I think very important, but you're the expert. <laughs> oh no, they're insanely important. It goes because both of us were in music and performance in some yeah. degree, right? And you can have someone who hits all the notes, plays all the right, you know, just on the guitar, and you can tell when there's no emotion. You can tell when their energy isn't there, right? And those are the intangibles. Though, and especially if if anyone watching it wants to be in the coaching space or you want to inspire people, you have a message. I, I, I want to help you understand this: that people might come for what you say, but they stay because of who you are and how they feel around you. We've all met people when we're around them. Just for two minutes, five minutes, we feel like we can climb a mountain. Yeah. Right. It's nothing that they even said. It's the energy. It's the it's how their presence fills up. And that's stuff that can't always be taught. I think you, you can always elevate your vibe, elevate your frequency. I always like to joke my clients. I'm not sure if I'm woo woo, but I'm definitely woo adjacent. You know, I'm right. I get all of that work, right? Because it's it's communicating on a frequency that cannot be quantified. It's 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 almost like art and design, like a website, social media post. Like there are things that design and visuals. You're talking about dress, right? Wardrobe. There are things that those elements can communicate that words cannot. Yeah. And so, like when like and as a branding person myself, like I get stuck in my own world. I sometimes forget. Yeah, you know, I can't see the forest for the trees when I'm working on myself. Um, and so I always need outside perspectives. And I remember like when we were going through the, the various book cover designs from my book and I was like, I don't know what color to make it. You know, I've always used blue and everything. And I realized that one of the central themes in the first part of the book was to build a campfire around yourself, right? This is how you build a brand. You build a campfire. Like, can you build a campfire around the things that you're sharing? And so many people resonated with that. What's a campfire? It's warm. It's inviting. It's inclusive. It's uplifting. People share stories. And then I said, duh, let's make it orange. Let's make it warm. Let's make the color of the book convey this theme because so many people are already resonating with it. And so that's where I went. Now, I don't dress in all orange everywhere, you know, um, but I have a couple of orange pairs of sneakers and people, oh, I get it. I get it. You know, so I think that stuff is so, so important. Design and visual elements of branding and your energy, of course, communicate things that words cannot. Yeah, absolutely. Well, by the way, I wore orange pants today at the entrepreneurship yeah. conference. <laughs> <There> you <go. laughs> Love it. Hey, you know, this has been really a special treat to have you, Mike. I'd love to jump into the power section of the conversation. So I'm just going to ask you a couple quick questions. If today were your, you know, last day here on planet Earth, what would be one we call a golden nugget that you would leave with everybody? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I'm actually ready for this one because I've thought about this a lot. And I would say this, life is short, but it's the longest thing we ever do. And I think we sometimes forget that. So eat great food, spend more time with your loved ones and never pass up a great adventure. And if that for you means building a business, then go all in, leave an impact, make a splash, leave the world a better place than you found it.
I love that. And we're really big on values here at Rise Up For You. So what would you say is a top value for you that's an absolute non-negotiable? Lifelong learning. Lifelong learning. You've got to come with your own batteries. I always say that to people. You want to find other people in your life and surround yourself with people who come with their own batteries. They have a drive to learn, to grow. They're never satisfied. It doesn't mean that they're workaholics, but they're continually trying to get to know themselves better because if they do that, they see their own patterns and they can course correct. Lifelong learning, self-education at the very top. I love that. And I, I love how you clarified that it's not always about work you know, lifelong learning can, can be inside too. Mm -hmm. I have one more question for you, but before we ask it, uh, tell us how we can reach you. I know you have a special gift for our audience as well and in the portion of your book. So go ahead and tell us how we can connect with you and learn more about you. Yeah. Instagram, I'm Mike Kim and on LinkedIn, I'm Mike Kim TV. Those are the two social networks that are probably the easiest to connect with me on. I do have a podcast called You Are The Brand. So if you listen to the to podcast at all, which you obviously do because you're listening yes. here, uh, give us a shot and we might be able to help you out there. Uh, and uh, go to the link that we provided. You'll be able to grab a free chapter of my book. It's the very first chapter. It's great. Uh, it'll help frame out some of the stuff I shared before around those three questions and really give you some tracks to run along. Fabulous. And we'll make sure we put all that in the show notes as well. Mike, it's been amazing to have you. Final question for you is, as you know, we're the company rise up for you. What comes to mind for you when you hear that phrase? Learning how to fight for yourself. Learning how to fight for yourself. Um, you know who told me this? Not out of all people was my accountant. Hmm. And um, back in 2018, I went through a very, very painful divorce. We were married 12 years, and things were a mess financially. Everything was a mess. You know, there were some entanglements with my business and all that. And uh, not a great situation. I left that situation. Uh, I did not see it coming. It was real tough. And years and years later, you know, I, I hired this team to kind of take control of my finances and the business and everything. And we sat around one day after I'd gone out the other side and, and my accountant, Jessica, said, Mike, you know, I'm so proud of how you fought for yourself all these years. And a lot of times when we hear that term like rise up, like we think that it's just for the world out there, but I'm realizing that everyone who can truly impact the world out there had to at some point fight for themselves when no one else would. So I just want to encourage everybody listening today, you rise up not just for the people out there, but fight for yourself, stand up for yourself, love yourself. It's who you have to spend the rest of your life with, right? So rise up for you as well. I love that. That was an amazing answer. Mike, thank you so much for joining us today and adding value to our community. We really appreciate it. Such a blessing to be here. Thank you so much. Nath. Thank you everyone for joining us here on the Rise Up For You podcast. I will see you on the next episode. We are bringing amazing thought leaders, experts, entrepreneurs from around the world to share value stories and just to help you be your best. Thank you again, everyone.